0: Yo, man, what is going on, everybody? I am V, and it has been a while. It has been quite a while. Thank you for your patience. I've had a lot going on in my life, so this is Talk Your Truth, and we are back, baby. We are back like we never left. It has been a little hiatus, and I apologize for that, but I'll catch you guys up on what's been going on with me, and I hope everything has been going, on, going well with each and every one of y'all. Uh, in my life recently, my life has kind of hit like a like a turn. It's it's been a turn in the, in a positive direction. 2020 we know has been like a crazy crazy year for the world with COVID, with with protests and riots and um, peaceful protests, violent riots, uh, politics. It's everything, everything going out in Nigeria with SARS, with the peaceful protests out there here in the states all over the world you know it's just it's just a crazy time for everybody i hope everybody up under the sound of my voice right now has been blessed in some way form or fashion throughout this year i pray you and you guys your families and everybody else is fine and in and, and, and good health and if you're not then i pray that you're getting closer to good health and a clean bill of health you know what i'm saying so as far as me i know it's been a while since i recorded and my like I said, my life has like hit kind of like a shift. And it's kind of like gone into a new direction. Um, God has been con- con- like just I'm just overwhelmed with like how thankful I am to God, man. This like this year has really been a shift for me. Um, I got a new house recently, so I've only been in my new house now. I want to say about two months, two months in a week, maybe. So that was a process, and then actually kicked up, kicked kicked like just kicked in and started up right after my um, last recording back this summer so that's kind of contributed towards like the hiatus that i've been on but got a new house man um it's wonderful i'm just like i said i'm extremely thankful the financial responsibility me being able to have the funds and be blessed to be able to have the job to be able to do this have some stability for me and my family for but for me more importantly you know, um, this is something that I haven't really done. This is a new venture for myself. Usually I've had like roommates or living with other people and then in college. So this is a new direction, a new shift for me. But I am think I'm growing into it. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm in a new city. I'm no longer in my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, but I'm actually just down the road. So I'm almost there like all the time. And I actually not only did has God been blessing me in regards to my finances, job stability. And if you guys are out there, you know, you you guys are trying to look for a job, whether you're just getting out of college or you fell on hard times due to this pandemic. I'm praying for you, man. I'm feeling for you. I got a lot of friends myself who are looking for work. You all just keep your head up, keep your eyes fixed on God, man. You guys will be absolutely fine. God has a way for all of us. And right now I'm just declaring it that you guys will get through if that's what your circumstances are. A next step for me is I got a new car as well. So God has been blessing just all around, just trying to keep my eyes fixed on him, but just I'm just overwhelmed. I got a new car. Um, it was kind of like a way where I kind of needed a new car, but I still got it. Um, I was originally driving a 2008 Subaru Impreza And I loved her I called her babe, like the pig from the old like movie, old kids movie that I watched when I was a child. And that was my babe, you know, but she clunked out on me and I was like, dang, man. So I was in the market for a car and within 10 days, God was able to um, show me which vehicle I, I needed to get. And I was blessed to be able to get a Toyota Tacoma. So I upgraded from a four door sedan to a four-door crew cab short bed taco truck so guys just been blessing man he's been blessing me i pray that he's been blessing you and that's what's been going on with me in my personal life i got the home i'm trying to build a home for you know being a father as you guys have mentioned if you if you, as you guys have listened to any other recording that i've put out any other episode i mentioned my son i mentioned me being a father many 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 times and this is the next step for me to be even more of an example for him and more of an example of a father or what I believe a father should do, especially when you aren't with the um, you, the mother of your child. Just doing everything that I can. The relationship between the mother, my, my son and I has gotten better. The communication has gotten better as well. So God just has hands in every form and fashion in every part of my life. So I'm just extremely thankful. My little boy, Joseph, just called, just turned seven on October 18th, so we celebrated with him. He's just growing up so much, man, and parenthood is just really, really, really a beautiful thing. It's a blessing, and I'm just extremely thankful to be a part of this journey that is parenthood, but I'm just thankful for it, man. I have some potential hobbies on the horizon as well. I'm not going to go into deep with those. I'm just trying to see what areas and possible business ventures that I can go into to have multiple streams of income outside of, you know, my normal vocation. So I'll have a more concrete release schedule now that I have my own place and don't have a roommate and everything like that. So I will be trying to get back more on a schedule. I know before, like I said, it's on me. Releasing, then a month or a month and a half go by, and then I release like one or two again. I'm continuing to work. It's all a work in progress. I'm continuing to work to be more consistent with this. And I thank you guys for listening to each and every episode, whether it's five minutes or the entire episode. Let me know what you guys think. I put out my email a lot on these episodes, and I'll do it again at the end of this one. But um, That's my personal life. God has been blessing, I have been blessed, and I am just doing my best to be a blessing to other people. I have very much so missed you guys. I hope you guys have missed me. I have missed sitting in front of this microphone and just being able to talk, man. So without further ado, next Tuesday is the official, unofficial presidential election, I guess. (laughs) I mean, they were in the beginning, the... American political system was stating that, oh, we're not going to count any votes after November 3rd, but then we're going to on up to November 12th because of mail-in ballots, but then not. So who knows exactly what will happen this coming Tuesday, if it will be legitimate or not, if it will be delayed until the 12th. But I just wanted to recap a few things like I know there have been a ton of things that have happened since my last recording, so I don't want to be too long winded. But I do want to catch up on a few different things, and I will do a follow-up episode to this next week, actually, after the November 3rd election, in quotations, um, just as a follow-up, and also to be more consistent, like I mentioned already. But just to recap my thoughts, I watched both or all three presidential debates, the one vice presidential debate and the two presidential debates. And it was a very stark contrast, as I know if you guys have we tuned in and all between the first and second presidential debates. The first one could be, in my opinion, was extremely childish. Um, it was a debacle. It was ridiculous. And it was completely out of line and out of pocket. Not only do I expect every adjective that I just mentioned to come from Trump, but it was also from Biden and was he was I could tell that he was really just kind of thrown off guard the juxtaposition that he was put in versus any other political opponent or debate combatant or opposition that he's ever come across I could tell that he was not prepared for this type of vigor this type of personality so it was in my opinion I would if I could categorize the first presidential debate in one word it would be distextful I was embarrassed to even have to watch it. I felt like I was watching something on the shade room or or like what's that um the thing that goes around and they just like TMZ and get like celebrity stories and everything like that. I thought I was watching an argument over like some french fries or or something like a kids in a kids in a cafeteria. It was just ridiculous. I and mean, distasteful in my opinion. So it was, it was something that's for, that's for damn sure. Uh, the second one though was somewhat more professional. I felt like not all the questions were answered by both candidates. And I'm sure you guys saw that not only in both of the presidential debates, but also in the best presidential debate that I'll talk about, but not all the questions were answered. It was really like, they some Sometimes President Trump and Joe Biden stayed on task and actually answered the question not many times, but a few times they did try and shelve out some type of response before rebutting whatever the other said prior to their turn answering the questions from the moderator. Biden's last point really stuck out with me because it was so different. It was like you just completely flipped the book over. From President Trump's response, he Biden spoke about trying to unify and, and say, I'm going to be an American president, both for Republicans and for Democrats, X, Y and Z, trying to get everyone out at back at the table, the mantra and the, the story. In everything he's been trying to frame over the last few weeks, especially leading up to next week of November 3rd, saying that he will be an American president trying to unite the left and the right, radical and conservative, or radical liberal for what Trump says, but liberal and conservative, whether you're a radical Republican or radical liberal, I don't know, but trying to get people at the table is what I got from Biden's last point in the second presidential debate, which I thought was a, a fair, you know, point to end on. I I thought that it was it was he had an acute sense as to what he was going to say before the question was even asked. So that was good. Like I said, it seemed like it was like a flip of the book or or a complete flip of the switch from what President Trump had even answered. And said that the radical left and XYZ, things that we've heard plenty of times before, but it just, it just. I'm growing tired of the antics. I'm growing tired of of the attacks. It's just utterly ridiculous, in my opinion. As far as the vice presidential debate, it was much more professional than the first presidential debate. It was such a breath of fresh air, even though it was not perfect. By far, it was not a perfect debate. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence. They did what they needed to do. What I was very surprised by is, well, I was surprised, but not surprised. And the reason I was surprised, but not surprised, is because Pence is obviously the vice president of President Trump. So he's, of course, going to stand strong, support him, X, Y, and Z. But to be so strong in that stance, and it almost sounds like it's a monotone echo of what Trump has spewed out or tweeted or anything else over the last three months, it was really like, whoa, to me. It was, it was like, um, did I just hear him right? And then he repeats it. I'm just like, whoa, did he really, really just say exactly what Trump may have said last week prior to his debate or two weeks or three weeks or two tweets or three tweets before So I was very, very like it was just jarring to hear, but not because at the same time, this was your you were the running mate to this person back in 2015, running up to the 2016 election. And you're going to stand by who puts you in that position. So it makes complete sense. But in my opinion, it seemed like he was riding his coattails to a degree and not giving. His own ideas. But then again, if you're the vice president in his sense or any other sense, you're going to believe just like when Bill Biden was vice president to Barack Obama, you're going to echo what the leader of the country has been doing or trying to do or has been saying. So I can't really say I'm surprised, but I was surprised that it was just so much spewing of that opposed to new ideas or things that may be new or be new to brought being brought to the light that the, that the public didn't know. I thought that was an opportunity where tons of missed opportunities where Pence could have, if there would have been some type of covert meetings between himself and Trump and what actually could be conveyed to the American people through either of their debates that they are working on and that they are making progress on outside of the Senate confirmation that I'll talk about, or the Supreme Court justice confirmation, my apologies. It would have been a great opportunity to just throw – a boomerang out there like oh here we go we'll go ahead and catch them while they're down or just go ahead and let me give you this information that you don't know about but we're working on the back end so you can have some type of I guess trust or whatever form of trust people can have in this presidency um I thought Senator Harris did well and stayed on task she did rebut a lot to what Vice President Pence was stating but that's to be expected when it comes to a debate, especially to that magnitude, you, they take personal jabs at one another, i.e. professionally or not in the political sense, and then they just go ahead and have to respond. So I think that she did very good, um, very professional, and she did very well for what was thrown at her, and I could definitely see her experience coming through was standing in courtrooms when she was the attorney general and all the work that she did out in California in fighting in the um, judicial system. So I think that she did a fantastic job. I didn't see her sweat whatsoever. There were a few times in the first presidential debate, we can obviously tell that both VP Biden and Trump were flustered by one another. Pence was a little flustered by Kamala Harris, her Kamala Harris, and she was kind of thrown off, but not necessarily flustered, in my opinion. But I, 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 was, I was more impressed with the vice presidential debate, in my opinion, more than both presidential debates. But ever since the presidential debates and the vice presidential debate concluded, and now they've been on the rally, you know, just all throughout the Midwest, all throughout the South here, and all throughout the North, and even in the West Coast. Um, the rallies have really been interesting to me because in this this one in particular that I want to talk about. I know that Trump was actually just outside of Charlotte a few weeks ago, and then uh, Senator Kamala Harris was in Charlotte. Pence was in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And then Trump went to Nebraska, which I'll talk about. And then uh, Biden went to Pennsylvania with President Barack Obama. So there have been a lot of moving pieces and there have been a lot of rallies and speeches to catch up on. So I will not bore you because they were a lot to digest myself. But one in particular, Trump's Nebraska rally. That rally was just a normal Trump rally. It was on the tarmac at the, at the airport, or just right beside the airport, if I'm not mistaken. You had to have supporters of his to be bust in because it's obviously going to be a remote location if the president is descending from Air Force One to the to the podium and then back to Air Force One. It's very remote. What I didn't understand was the three hours that the supporters for this rally had to wait after he departed. Three hours. The president got on Air Force One, left around 930, if I'm not mistaken. That's what the time was on MSNBC. Buses started to come back in and were available for the supporters three hours after. So the the that's 1230 a.m. the next morning is when people were being bused out from where they were, where the rally was held. Seven were admitted to the hospital due to the freezing temperatures that were there. And you had police officers, law enforcement, assisting people trying to find their vehicles because it was so cold and it was so late once they did get back to the parking lots where they were bus to. Riot rallies are a opportunity to galvanize your base, hopefully in a positive manner, but if not, just 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 energize your base, energize your supporters, let them know that you are there for them and let them and and they are there for you. You believe in them and they believe in you. Obviously, they're there because they believe in you. You need to reciprocate that to your supporters. I think that is a gross mishandling of the entire rally scheduling and planning to leave, no matter part partisans or not. I'm not a partisan with this whatsoever. If you leave your supporters high and dry for three hours after you have departed, that comes down to the planning. That comes down to the planning. A lot of people can say, oh, no, super busy. No. If appropriate planning could have been done, then people wouldn't have been waiting out there for three hours. One hour, possibly. But three hours I think would have been a bit excessive. So I believe that I believe that, that was just a gross mishandling. and this isn't partisan. I mean, if it was a if it was a Democratic Party rally and that was the case and that's how the nominee acted or treated or or showed their appreciation or lack thereof for their supporters and just let them high and dry not having a clear path to where their supporters who came to this rally could possibly leave before they even arrive, like go ahead and have that plan in place so that process can start shortly after your departure. I think it's I think it was a little ridiculous. Especially because you're at an airport. You're at an airport. So all you gotta do get back on the Air Force One, turn around Wheels up. There you go. That's not a three hour process to leave. So it shouldn't be a three hour process to get back to your car. Just being honest. So I just, I just think that they just, just mishandled it all together. So when I was actually driving back into Charlotte, uh, after Trump's Gastonia, I think it was like a day or two after. So I don't, can't even remember. I was driving through Gastonia, North Carolina, and I saw a stand, you know, political stand and collections coming up. So they're selling t-shirts or whatnot. And one of the t-shirts that I saw, I, I couldn't make it out. It was a blue t-shirt. It had white writing, two words at the top of what looked like a circle, like directly center, like a Captain America t-shirt. And I saw J-O in white and then H-O in white at the bottom. I really didn't know. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, like I can't really make it out. The letters in E were in red, so it was hard. It was dark. It was it was like I think getting close to eight o'clock. So I read it, and I was immediately disgusted and enraged. What the shirt stated was "vote, vote no." Outside the two words above the circle, "vote no," and then in the circle it said "for Joe." That's the J O E. The E is red. J O is white. And the hoe. If y'all haven't noticed in any of my other recordings, I mentioned it many of times. Um, my feelings about racism, prejudice, police brutality, all of it. I'm black. I'm a black man who lives in America, and I completely understand and echo and acknowledge the sentiments that the late Malcolm X stated that there is no one person more disrespected or underappreciated in America than that black woman. My mother is black. My sister is black. My grandmother is black. My aunt is black. My cousin is black. And what was so disgusting about this shirt was not the alliteration the trendy word that was attributed to um, Senator Kamala Harris and other African-American women they think they're trendy by using that term, but it's the uh, most disrespectful shit you can possibly fucking say. Especially in regards to the stark contrast between what Senator Kamala Harris has done and had reported about her life and her, her resume and her experience versus who, op- who sits and occupies the Oval Office. Why the fuck is that the word that's being used? I'm be I'm be real. Like, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my voice might sound a little different. I'm super excited to talk to you guys, but I'm back. And this is a complete and total bullshit. Like, in what way is this good? I and it it really made me start thinking, obviously. I was enraged, and I, I was—I'm still pissed off about it. But I can't really be because I'm—if I—if I'm pissed, it's because I have an expectation, and if I have an expectation that somebody's not going to be low down and dirty the way that they actually are presenting themselves, then I have a false expectation. Thus, I'm disappointing myself because I'm giving you too much credit and I'm giving you an expectation. You, as a general sense—not you, who's listening—but. And I'm sure you guys can attest to that in any form or fashion, whether it be relationships or a job or a potential business opportunity where somebody just lets you the fuck down because you had too much credit associated with them and too much expectation placed upon them that they rightfully did not deserve. So what what really got me when when I saw that was... I mean, this is gonna be a two-parter I'm going to get to the more in my opinion the more important one that deserves the attention second when it comes to Democrats and Republicans and the advertising and and the the, the, the Shirts, the 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 signs to go in your front yard, the flags and everything like that. Ever since 2016, that gap of semi-moderate, sem, respectful um, or, or or even the one, like the signs that would allude to disrespect, but not really be like outright, like for, just forthright with the disrespect. That's completely out the window. Because I haven't seen, I did not see Romney Ryan, no more bullshit, Flax. I did not see McCain Palin, no more bullshit, Flax. I didn't see vote no for Joe and... I don't even know what negative adjective that you can use for Barack Obama. I'm not going to use the n-word on the on the air I did it in my last episode and I just had to reflect on that. But as I don't really like to use that term pretty much ever. But I um it's just such a stark contrast. I don't see any democrats out here saying if you want the oval office, you got to grab it by the pussy. I don't see that. I don't see, you know, Democrats in text. I don't see, I mean, it might might be coming out, you know, in language and dialogue or what have you. But I don't see them attacking him for his staunch stance on the the Central Park Five, the Emancipated Five. I don't see them bringing that up and putting it on t-shirts. I don't see them having Stormy Daniels on a t-shirt. I don't see them saying, you know, grabbing by their genitals as a woman on a T-shirt. I don't see them saying, you know, Trump is the, was the best friend or a mere associate of a pedophile. Like I don't see that. So why is it being used on the other side? That's that. that, that I'm I'm past that. I'm, I'm I'm so past that because that's a question that. I don't want to really get answered because I can pretty much come up with the answer myself. But the more important point on that on this shirt is why is that the one thing that always comes back to a black woman. Not just in Senator Kamala's Kamala Harris's, you know, in her like for her, but just in general. Why is that the one determining factor? Why is that the one category? Why is that the one attribute that is attributed to a black woman? Or I mean, it's always—I can't even say it's a woman of color because if it wasn't, they aren't calling AOC a hoe. They aren't calling. Oh man, it's oh man, uh, Representative Ilyon Omar. I, I got her name, Ilhan Omar. A hoe? They not calling her that. They're only calling Senator Kamala Harris a hoe because she is biracial and they are categorizing her up under the one drop rule, which is that one drop of blood being in your blood is you are black as hell. So that is why they are calling her a hoe because of the disrespect for the black woman that they have against them. And they're using all of that, how they view the black woman. Now, Trump's not signing off on this, but he's damn sure not rebuking it stand back and stand by so we know he's not about to rebuke something if it's brought to him but it was it was enraging it was it was enraging as, as a black man I mean it's, it i mean i've mentioned it plenty of times a lot of the things that are going to benefit women in America will not benefit me but that doesn't matter it's the right thing to do and it's the right thing to be respectful you just got to be better in that you can be respectful, even though somebody's going to be in your opposition. I did debate, I took part, or I took part and actually won an award for mock UN when I was in college. I did mock NATO, mock United Arab Emirates, and United and a mock African Union. It was actually the African Union one that I won the award for. I misspoke. My apologies. So there is a way. Where you can be on opposition with another another a person or a country or anything like that, but still practice respect because you have dignity and respect for yourself. No matter how disrespectful or the actions of someone else may disgust you, you still don't gotta call them out their name. It's a quick quick tidbit. I've actually I actually had a friend of mine. Um, Refer to a woman as the b word, as a bitch, and I was just like, "Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa, Why she gotta be all that?" Now, this young woman had did some not so nice things to him, um, emotionally, physically, and it just it was just seemed like there was a, like a lot of um, it was a lot of uh, just a lot of pettiness between them. There were some vindictive acts done, and um, I let him know. I was like, hey, man, even though the situation may not be ideal, you might not like this person. They may have disrespected you to your face. You are the head and you are not the tail. All battles are not yours, so therefore you don't have to try and fight to win. You can be better than this. We as men need to be better than this. He's a black man, so I said we as black men need to be better than this. Because even though somebody may be acting a particular way, you don't have to call them something. You don't have to degrade them. If you want them to be better, treat them better, even though they want to they don't, they don't want to treat themselves better. Let me repeat that. If you want them to be better, you treat them better, even though. They don't want to be better themselves. I guess that's the route that Democrats have taken when it comes to all these attacks against Senator Kamala Harris or or quote unquote sleepy Joe from the from Republicans. I don't know, but for this point right here for a goddamn t-shirt to say vote no for Joe and the hoe is utterly ridiculous, but I can't say I'm surprised. Because like we said before, you can't have expectations. No expectations, you always surprise in a pleasant way. Like you, you, you give yourself an opportunity to have pleasant surprises if you don't have high expectations, if any at all. But also, if a disappointment comes, you won't be like all out of whack either. So it was it, just seeing that I was just like, "Oh gosh, that echoes the sentiments of many a people, whether they're part of a militia or not, whether they're part of some right wing um, I guess are they're alakites. I don't I don't even know. I don't want to like generalize this. I really do not know. And I don't want to speak on something I don't know. But you can have decency. You can have decency about yourself. Even if you're not going to have decency about somebody else. If you got decency about yourself, this wouldn't even be an issue. I would. This wouldn't even be a point to mention in my comeback episode. But moving on, outside of my own frustrations and disgust with the bigotry and the shrimp dick energy. That is really just put out there. Why is it? I have a question. This is just a very, very rhetorical question because it's the question is going to be answered shortly after I say it and and ask you. It's gonna be answered by you. You're going to answer it when you think about it. Why is it that the Senate can expedite a Supreme Court justice confirmation faster than the one and only stimulus check at this moment for so so uh, yeah you answered the question I'm sure <laughs> um, you you confirm a Supreme Court justice to take the seat. that was once occupied by Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RIP, a phenomenal woman, in my opinion, did everything that she possibly could in her power for every day that she served on that court to make life better for the American woman in particular. But four weeks is all it took for that. When how many weeks has it been? Since the stimulus check to hit, what was that back in April, May? I don't even I don't even remember. It's been so long. I can't even remember how like when it when it actually came. So one person sitting and having a seat and having a job for the rest of their life is more important. I'm going to frame this in a particular way that where it only affects. Red. One person getting a job for life is more important than the millions of Republicans that have been affected and foreloaded and out of work since coronavirus hit our shores. One person over those thousands of people in Nebraska- over the dozens of people in the white house who have been exposed to COVID 19 from the president over the secret service men and women who are on that detail who have had to be sent home themselves one person is more important than millions and i can completely understand why certain republican voters they might be actors. I don't know. Um, have been on video saying that they're not going to vote Republican because of these issues, because the deficit going up, which is a very, very Republican um, issue. Like they, they're very focused on not increasing the debt, not increasing the ceiling, so to speak, or raising the ceiling on the deficit. So one person gets a job for life, and everybody else just got to fend for themselves. One person. This is this is exactly what Democrats have been saying. You are prioritizing party, prioritizing party over the needs of American families, whether it be Republican or Democrat or independent or non-affiliated. One person just so they can have two. I know that was uh, I, I talked about it uh. Supreme Court, well, fuck him, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, and and these these justices that are these judges that become justices have so far have all had issues. Brett Kavanaugh with the supposed alleged, because I mean it was never proven, unfortunately, uh, rape back in college, and exposing himself in another instance. To now, someone sitting on the highest court in the land who took part in a ploy to get young women who were pregnant, who thought they were actually going to have an abortion because it was their choice, it's their right to do whatever they want to do, coerce them into changing their decision. thus changing the course of their life as they see fit because of your beliefs. I am not a supporter of infringement, whether it be infringing on one's rights to bear arms. You can hold the gun, but don't do what that kid did in Wisconsin, go across state lines, shoot two people, be on a video saying that you're going to be a first responder. You shoot someone. There's a video of you on the phone with your mother saying, "I just shot someone," and you run away. But in the video prior to that, you stated that you have a first aid kit in case someone were to get hurt. So, what were you really there for? Don't infringe on somebody's it rights, like. It A a woman, if you have a penis, if you have a Y chromosome, why are you in this discussion? And if you don't have a Y chromosome, why do you feel like how Buddy did in 40-year-old version where he said, my dick is your dick. I'm getting you laid tonight. Why do you feel like another woman's vagina is your vagina? Like what Justice Amy Cohen, Cohen Barrett, I thought I, whatever her name is, a Supreme Court Justice Amy Barrett. I do not know her middle name. I cannot remember at the moment. So please don't sue me. But how is that fair to be coerced into not making a decision that you were pretty much set on? How many times have y'all been in a relationship or a friendship, a toxic situation, and your significant other or that person that you're talking to or even family have told you something at the last minute after you have talked to plenty of friends and, and family or your significant other or what have you, and you got that one negative reaction? But that negative reaction is always from somebody that you hold to such high esteem and to a, like, it's like such high accord that they just bring the whole mood down. And you just start questioning if you even want to do this shit no more. That's what she did. Allegedly, that's what she did. So, you got conservatives on Supreme Court justice prioritizing party over, over over the people when i want to say i can't remember what president it was y'all can google it but there was actually a supreme court confirmation hearing when there was a democratic president this is well i think it was back in the 50s to the 70s i cannot remember for the life of me right now what the president was like who the president was but a democrat was in the presidency, he was a president, and they had nominated a fellow Democrat for the Supreme Court justice. See, that just opened up. The Republican Congress held that for 120 days. And guess what they said? Let's leave it up to the American people to make the decision about the Supreme Court justice. By way of voting the president and the president choosing. So it's not actually on the people. It's crazy that she was on the other foot now. And I think this is the fastest Senate confirmation ever. I could be wrong. But in four weeks. In four weeks. You telling me a large item that you order from overseas might not get here in enough time. If you get standard shipping before a supreme court justice is confirmed wow oh man we in a way we are in a way right now it's it's we need a lot of we need a lot of a lot that's that's the best way i can say it. i can't even say like it's one specific thing or even four to six different things we need a lot of a lot I have no clue what's going to happen Tuesday. None. Prior to 2016's election, back when I was graduating in 2016, I had a conversation with a young man named Caleb, and he was a very, very strong supporter of uh, Bernie. This is bad. I graduated in May of 2016, so this had to be March or February. February or March, Uh 2016 and I think this is when it was between Bernie and Hillary and he advised that Hillary's in the lead so Hillary's going to win blah 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 because we just had Obama and she's connected to Obama and she's a Clinton and I looked him dead in his face and said bro that's not going to work. He just looked at me like he was confused and I told him I said let's look at this and in retrospect, you guys will be able to understand and agree. But I said this back in 2016. I let him know. I was like, hey, man, look at this. You got to think about a few things. How much trust do the Clintons have from the American people? Whether you're a Democrat or not, how much? School to prison pipeline. Making it tougher for black people in America. And that's that's Bill. And the, the, the you know... The scandal, Monica Lewinsky, and then Benghazi. You think that American people, the American people, are really going to be forgiving like that? And just vote you right in and have Democrats for 16 straight years or at least 12? I was like, I'm not a Trump supporter whatsoever, bro. I said, but let's look. Because he was like, oh, Bernie. Bernie's not going to get to the debates that Hillary is obviously going to win the nomination X, Y, and Z. Well, she eventually did. And I told him, I was like, the better of the two debates, not maybe not the best candidates, but the best debates would be between Bernie and Trump. The only reason is because they represent the opposite side of the same coin. I said, what is their message? Trump's then and now is make America great again. What was Bernie's? I don't even remember his his slogan, but I know that it echoed keeping America first and doing what we need to do here. That's the same thing. In application, (coughs) extremely different, but they were echoing America first. What was. Hillary echoing. I said, American people want to be prioritized. They don't want another shift in direction where we're going after Osama. And then you end up taking out Saddam because of oil. And you're funneling money into other countries. I was like, the American people don't care about that. They want to be important. They don't want their taxpayer dollars going somewhere else. They want them in their pocket. They want them on their roads. And that's not what Hillary is talking about. So when 2016 happened, even though I voted for Hillary, because I was not about to vote for Trump, I wasn't surprised. With this one, I have no clue. Because it's even more... Is such a stark contrast now in 20, 2015 or 2016. Early voter turnout has been through the roof like crazy. I early voted already. I always early vote because just because I don't feel like standing in line with people. I don't like being around too many people for a long time, so I'm not about to go on election night the militias supposedly mobilizing to quote unquote keep the peace and uphold the constitution supposedly. All I can say is I hope you voted. And I pray that whatever the, the direction that we go in as a country, we're going to have more respect for each other. Because it's only going to get worse if we don't. And this is, this is this extremely, like, daunting. And I'm sorry for the mood shift between the beginning of this episode and now at this point. But it's, it's, it's very dreary, very gloomy. I don't know if it's the cloud before the rainbow or at least a peak of sunlight coming through or before the second wave of the storm. I have no clue. I hope that we get to some, norm, some, some sense of normalcy where, and it's not the same sense of normalcy that Trump has been echoing, but it's just like, bro, whatever happened when, like, what has been happening, especially to my people? I mean, we always been getting, like, the short end of the stick, bro, but can y'all just stop killing us? Just stop. It is so exhausting. As you heard in my last episode when I talked about Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, everybody. So many people. So many names. Now it's a young man in Philly. Stop killing us, bro. I did watch a video recently. I'm about to close in a minute. I did watch a video recently about is a European country. So police officers have billy clubs and have guns. I don't think. And what's crazy is it was a man running down the street after these six cops with a machete. Those six police officers apprehended him, disarmed him, and took him to the hospital. Still charged him. He's still going to jail. Attempted assault on a police officer multiple multiple counts up in addition to whatever they were already coming after him for. This young man in Philadelphia supposedly had a knife on him. His mother tried to defuse the situation, and he started to just walk. Whether it was intent or not to harm, he was walking towards a police officer. I couldn't see in the video if he had, if a knife was visible. My question is to you, just like I asked my mother a few days ago. If you have, if a taser is standard issue, why are you carrying it if you're not going to use it? That's just a question I me. because where Buddy was, you were within the range of those cords coming out of the taser. So if you're not going to use it, Why are the taxpayers' dollars paying for you guys to carry them? Vote how you feel. People matter. Whether you're struggling or you're not, you matter. I don't even want to talk about Jared Kushner's bullshit saying that black people don't want to be successful and that Trump... Can't want you to be more successful than you are than, than you want to be. Whatever, man. We just need to do right by one another. No matter where you come from, whatever your walk of life, your ethnicity, or whatever, do right by somebody else. Do unto others as you would have to do, do unto others, as you will have them do unto you. If Republicans want somebody or Republican supporters want somebody to be categorized as a hoe that they nominate, do it to somebody else. If a man who has so much money feels like he has power over everyone and everything, wants a woman to walk up to him and just grab his genitals and say that you're going to do what I want you to do, no matter what, what you are, no matter what your name is, and no matter where you're from, do it to somebody else. If that's what you want to be done by you, karma, reaping what you're sowing, the ener- the energies leveling out, the universe making the cycle repeat and come back to get balance. Whatever you categorize it as, I just hope you're okay with it. Like I said, talk your truth is going to be back. I definitely have more concrete um, recording schedule down. This is later in the week, but it'll be in the middle of the week to the beginning of the week when I record and release. And we're just going to keep going, man. It's going to keep going. Everything will not be political because I don't want every single week to sound the same. I do not. And that gets extremely boring to me. So the next one might not even be about politics. I believe that. That it might it might it probably will be, but every single one will not be about politics. Every single one will not be about what's going on politically or hopefully it's not about killings anymore. Um but fingers crossed, praying to God, that it isn't. But I'll do a follow-up I'll do a follow-up episode to this about the outcome of the election whether it be the third or the 12th when the actual votes have been counted in, in, in totality and my reaction to them probably be shorter than much shorter than this but um thank you guys for the support i've been seeing the numbers going up especially with the last episode it's actually the second um most listened to episode that i've had on here first in the first one is still the one from last year when um Cohen was actually in doing his um, testimony to the committee. I forget which committee it was in the the Senate, but this back when Elijah Cummings was still alive. Rest in peace to him. So um, Michael Cohen was giving his Senate testimony about Trump and his dealings with the Russia probe. That's what it was. So, um, yeah, thank you for the support. I... Could not be happier, could not feel more blessed for you for you guys to be listening to what I say. Um, or at least show some love. If it's for two minutes of a recording or five minutes of a recording or all the way through, if you guys make it to the end, y'all are real talk your truth. Y'all are really, really the real MVPs. But I, um, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. One listen is just as important as 100 to me just as important to 50 to five to two it, the numbers don't matter. I, I get excited when I see one, two, three, four, every single one that it goes up or if it's just one or if it hits a ceiling because it's no longer trending on Twitter and people are not looking at it, looking at things up through hashtags for podcasts to listen to, because it's not in the now. I am extremely appreciative. So thank you very much. My um, Instagram, I'm rarely on there, but it's at theirs, T-H-E-R-E-S, only, O-N-L-Y, the number one, underscore V as in Victor, just like the podcast, Talk Your Truth With V. So there's only one V. If you guys want to actually even collab, if you guys want to do like a remote, session, possibly. I'm actually trying to get into those. I know I mentioned that a long time ago, but then COVID happened. So if you guys want to, just hit me up through there. I'll get the notifications. I'm just never on there, really. And my email for the podcast is LT, so let's talk. Larry Tango X T-Y-T. So Larry Tango X Tango Yancey Tango. Talk your truth, a.k.a. At gmail.com. So let me know what you guys think. Um, I'm just extremely grateful, man. This is a lot longer than I anticipated because I missed y'all. I hope you miss me. And I'm here. And we're gonna keep right. Rock- we're gonna keep rocking. Talk your truthers. I'm V. Y'all have been wonderful. I love you. Be blessed. Be safe. And I'm out. Peace.